Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Does this sound okay? It feels really weird in my ears, like ringy or something. Okay. Um, before I go into this, I just have this thing that is, I don't know if you guys feel this. I hope that you do. But um, I had shared this at nine, but I just felt like that there's just something inside of me that's been continually happening over the past couple weeks just in service um, and through my life that's like, we come in here, and then there's just, like, something inside of me that's just, like, I just need to get out of it. Like, something is 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 um, building, and something's getting ready to explode in a good way. Um, and so, you know, I was just picturing, like, what does it look like if all of us have this, are experiencing the same thing? And, you know, what do I want to say here? I'm picturing, like, you know when a fire, when you've had a campfire, and it's basically going out, but then you've got, like, the hot coals there at the bottom and they're just kind of smoldering. But what happens when you when you put something in there and you start to kind of like poke at it is the flames start back up, right? And so that's just, I feel like that's what the Lord is doing um, here at Upper Room. And probably, I, I think if we would ask at other churches, it's probably something they're experiencing as well. I just think it's what God is doing is that instead of it being more of an individual thing or a small group thing, that there's something that's corporately happening. And so I just hope that you're feeling it too. And, I mean, I just came in today with this, like, like I had to hold back from hopping up here, you know, like when Brianna was up here because I'm like, <gasps> it's just, there's something to say. And she was nailing it. I mean, amazing. It's just like, I feel like God is just doing so much. And um. In that, I think what I just want to say with that is, like, for me, what that means for me personally is that I have spent a lot of time, you know, because I do love people, and I, first of all, do love Jesus, and, uh, the, and I love Jesus, and I love people, and so in that, sometimes I have uh, been reserved and been quiet when I needed to be loud. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like... In an effort to not hurt people, I've remained silent. And um, I don't think that's God. Okay? So hear my heart. I don't think that's God. Now, it's different if I'm just, like, offended and I'm just... No, I'm saying that in what God is wanting to do and where things are moving, and even if we talk about upper room, if we talk about me personally, as God is moving, there's things that need to be said and there's things that need to be done. And I'm not, I think, like, just this whole idea of, I don't want to hurt anybody, so I'm just going to wait and see what happens, is over. And uh, I don't know why I'm saying it. I just felt like to say it today, but just that I'm getting, um, maybe for me personally, just a voice. And so don't be offended. There's nothing personal here. I mean, this is Jesus. And if you know me well enough, you know that I love you, and I love people and my heart is never to hurt anyone but I don't want I just think I'm doing a disservice to the Lord and to what he's called me to do if I just stay back and remain quiet because I don't want to hurt people and so um I don't know I think you're just going to see 
things really rapidly move and shift and people's lives changed and our worship's going to go to a new level and our kids ministry is going to zoom and uh, not because we're trying to grow a church but because I there are people that need Jesus and God has put vision in our hearts as to what he's capable of here I don't want to have to go to Dallas to find out what God's doing there I mean he wants to do it here and so in an effort to, to, to stay in line with what he's doing, that's just kind of where I'm going. So I don't know why I said that. I mean, maybe just to say, like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to feel like that's kind of a freedom for me, to say, I love you, and I don't want to hurt you, but I'm not going to not say something just to not hurt your feelings. And trust me, I, what I am saying, it's, I hope I don't offend you, but blessed are those who aren't offended. So there you go. All right. So thanksgiving and praise. So here we go. Last week, Ann talked about the same verse that I'm going to teach on, but um, I'm going to dissect it a little more and um, just kind of go a different route with it, and that's completely fine. How many of you know that we can read one verse one day, and, it, and we take something from it the next day with the Holy Spirit? We take something completely different, and so it's just where God has us right now. It's just this idea of entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and it's where we're going we're landing right now and it's where we're going to probably stay for question mark amount of time it may never change because that's just the bible and so um i think for me when i get up here i feel like it's such a great opportunity and i don't take it lightly that you would sit here and listen to me talk because I have the mic. I don't, I don't take it as a chance to like throw my agenda down your throat. I use it as a great opportunity to just hopefully so that you could hear my heart and share my heart and just, I have so much going on up here for vision and things and I want to get it out so that you get it. So that's where we're going to go today with the Thanksgiving and praise. Okay. So starting out, the question would be, what happens to you when you get squeezed? in any situation or circumstance. When we talk about this, we should see the fruit of the Spirit. We should see love and joy. Well, so something happened this week to me. And um, by the way, this is not a con- like con- condemning type of question. This is to say, this is what happened to me. We, on Wednesday, we um, woke up and went to the gym, Aaron and I. And so we're leaving the house to go to the gym. And he says, do you smell gas? And I'm like, no, it's fine. Let's go. <laughs> and so we left. And then an hour later, we come back, and he goes to work and didn't come in the house. But I walk in the house, and I'm like, yes, we have a gas problem. It was very strong. So I called him immediately. Long story short, um, the fire department came, and Vectron shut off our, our gas. Um, and then plumbers came. We had a huge issue with our gas. It was leaking into our house, and thank the Lord we didn't die. The fireman was like, well, if this was anybody else, we would probably make you leave your house. We'd open all the windows and all that stuff, but we're getting it taken care of and blah, blah, blah. But needless to say, we had no, no gas, so no heat, no hot water. And you all know my issues with no hot water. So, um, so what happens is I realized, okay, I had a doctor's appointment that afternoon in um, Cincinnati, and Aaron was going with me. So we only, I only had, like, a short amount of time before we were leaving. And, I mean, I had my day planned out, and Kayla knows I love to plan, and I like everything to work well. And um, so I had my day planned out and all that stuff, and then this happens. Well, then we end up having to miss dance, so Hadassah didn't get to go to dance. And so slowly, as time's creeping by, um, I'm realizing that I'm being inconvenienced. 
And at first I was like, well, no heat, no problem. We have blankets. It's fine. Then, I, then that's when I had the revelation of no hot water. And then I really started to, like, lose it. And uh, then the plumber comes in, and he's like, well, we have good news and we have bad news. And I'm like, okay. And he says, the bad news is, you know, you, you have this massive piece that needs replaced. And I was, like, trying to figure out what the good news was because it really never came. He ne literally never had any at all. The good news was that there was only that leak. It was not anywhere else. But this was, like, this whole piece that he was telling me. And I'm like, <gasps> so... And Aaron was at work, he had stuff he was doing, and so he like literally couldn't help me. So they're telling me all the details. I can't relay all that information to him accurately. So it was just a mess. So he says, you know, it's probably gonna be till early next week. This was on Wednesday. And he says, it's probably gonna be till early next week until we can get your gas turned back on. And I like, and that was the day it was eight degrees, you guys remember. And we had an old house, and those pipes could freeze, and da da da. And, uh, and so I'm like, I mean, I instantly just, I went, I threw food, I just went, I lost it. And I mean, I started panicking. And you ever had that, that whole thing happen where you're trying to find the good, you're trying to focus on the good, or you're just trying to stay calm, but every single thing in your brain that you're trying to make your calm place, there's none. And, and so then you just, you're like, I am, this is bad. And so that's where I was at. And so I'm like, Doing a lot of things that I tell you not to do, like I definitely didn't go to the Lord first. I definitely was like, how can I fix this myself? And I thought, that's it. We're getting an Airbnb. I wonder if the one in tip is available. I literally pick up my phone, and as I'm picking it up, he's ringing in, and I, I'm like, hello. He's like, pack up the stuff. We're going to the Airbnb. It's available tonight and tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, okay, so then that starts to help me. And it was just like this whole thing of, when I was squeezed, it was not thankfulness that came out of me. It was not like, okay, we have money, we can go stay somewhere else. It was not, I'm thankful I even have a house. It, you know, it was not, I'm thankful we woke up today and we didn't die from gas. I mean, it was none of that. And I was so convicted that my reactions were so ugly. And um, as the day went on, you know, we ended up at the Airbnb. Um, and just the week prior, we had said, hey, we want to we just need to bring the kids here one night just for fun because it's this beautiful one in downtown tip above the toy store. And we're like, we just to bring the kids here for fun. Well, here we are a week later. Weird circumstances, but the kids were having a blast. And, you know, I, I slept for 11 hours, which if I had been at my own house, I definitely would not have slept that long because I have a window with no curtain and it would have been bright. And so I was just like, God, thank you. I woke up feeling so good, so peaceful, and the plumber was wrong, and there was the issue was fixed, and we got to go home. So, I, you know, it's just this, I'm laying the foundation. What happens when you're squeezed? Are you thankful? Even in the worst situations ever, okay? I wasn't, and I'm just going to be honest about it. So, okay, let's start with defining Thanksgiving. So, here we go. I have a slide. Thank you, James. The man who's supposed to do sound, but he's doing this too. Okay, Thanksgiving. On the left, it says the expression of gratitude, especially to God. And then the one on the right says, oh, and I circled it, see it in yellow, a public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness. Both of those definitions completely linked to the Lord. We cannot have Thanksgiving, true Thanksgiving, without it being linked to the Lord. And I love that. Because what, who, man, how, 
I just think that's interesting. Isn't that funny? God is so sneaky. So people who don't know the Lord when they're being thankful, they're still thanking him. And that's so good. I love it. Okay, so an expression of gratitude, especially to God. All right, so let's move to Psalm 100. I'm going to read um, in NLT, and then I'm going to read it again in the Passion Translation. So I'm going to read 101 through 5. Okay, here we go. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Okay. So now let's do the Passion Translation. This is so beautiful. All right. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere, as you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure now, here's verse 4. I love this. It says, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Oh, isn't that so powerful? Oh my gosh, I love it. I love, I love the translations because now what I want to do is I want to dissect the verse with some of the Hebrew words that are found in it. And isn't it, this is amazing to me because we can go back and go into the Hebrew and we're getting deep and then we get the Passion Translation and we're just getting even, I mean, it's like there's just so much that's loaded in the word. I just want to encourage you, like, I love studying the word, and I love connecting the dots. I love making connections. I, I most, most of the time, if I'm going to be up here teaching something, I usually land on one verse, and I love just to break it apart. I mean, it's so good. So here it is. Um, I'm going to use some of the Hebrew words. I do not know how to say the words. Do not judge me. Okay? So, the first part, and I'm, and I'm landing on verses 4 and 5 now, okay? Enter his gates with tauda, which means a gift of thanks. His courts with tahila, which means songs of praise. Then it says yada to him, which means raise your hands in thanksgiving. And then it says barak before his name, which means kneeling before God in humble submission, we just dissected this whole thing, and I'm like, okay, there's so much here. All right. A gift of thanks. It is a gift of thanks to him. Songs of praise. Raise your hands in thanksgiving. It could not be more clear. Raise our hands in thanksgiving. I love it. There is freedom. I think that there is something about that. Raise your hands in thanksgiving, because here's the thing. It causes us to move out of a comfort zone. He is worthy of us to go beyond our comfort zone. And I love this challenge of raise your hands in Thanksgiving. Oh, it doesn't mean raise your hands if you're sucking at life. 
you're, just because you're raising your hands doesn't mean you've got a problem. But, I mean, we all got problems, so why not? So raise your hands in thanksgiving. So if this is you and you're challenged to, you know, raise your hand, look at that. It's just, it's just a charge to raise your hands in thankfulness. That's it. It's not, there's a problem. There's not, I'm losing. It's none of that. It's just a thankful um, posture. And then that very last part where it says, kneeling before God in humble submission. Now that, that really rocked me. So kneeling before God in humble submission. So give thanks to him and praise his name. So that part where it says praise his name, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but in my brain, I'm just like, I'm going to sing with everything in me. That's just where I go. When it, and I know, I know that praise is beyond that, but this really challenged me like, oh, it is humble submission before the Lord. And that is a praise. That's, that is a praise. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to tie all this together with is this idea of the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Um, I, if this, like, if you have not studied the tabernacle, it will blow your mind. I loved studying this. We did this, like, maybe eight or ten years ago with our youth group. And I was just back talking to James this morning. I'm like, James, do you remember this? And he's like, yeah. Got so excited because this, it's just, to me, it's incredible how you, how you do the parallels between Old Testament, New Testament, tabernacle idea. It's just awesome. And so I have a couple of these. If you're interested in one, let me know. I'll give it to you. Um, but I'm thinking about that verse, and I pulled open the picture, this picture of the tabernacle. I do have that, if we can put it on there. Brad, can we have the picture of the tabernacle? Yeah, cool. Okay, so here, this one, um, the, the one I have is actually very, very, very detailed. It tells you, like, what everything is made of, the measurements of everything in the tabernacle. But I put this one up here because it felt a lot more generic, and at least, you know, you would get overwhelmed with all of these things. So this is a good visual for kind of where I'm going today. Um, so in a nutshell, this is, this is the tabernacle that, you know, traveled. It followed the Lord. Now, um, wherever the cloud went, remember, they picked up and they moved and followed it. So the red, I'm going to just kind of describe the main pieces here. On the left, the red part, those are the gates. Okay, so thinking of the verse, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Okay, so the red part there on the left, those are the gates. The white sheets in the big rectangle shape, that encompasses the courts. So I just think it's so interesting. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So what does that tell us is happening inside the courts? Praise. There is praise happening inside the courts right there. Now, the piece there with the, like, the, the wood square, do you see it? Not the big one, but the brown wood square. That is where the sacrifice went. So people would come in through the gates, and then they would offer their sacrifice, right? Now we know now the sacrifice is Jesus. So we don't got to be sacrificing animals or people or anything. But we have Jesus, thank you. And so, but this is where they would bring in their sacrifice. Now, that's as far as it went as far as people and their access to the Lord, right? Because after that, then the priest went back to the teeny tiny little thingy in the back. They all have names, by the way. And the priest would go there and he'd cleanse himself and blah, blah, blah. And then he, no one else, but he would move in to the big rectangle, which there's all kinds of levels in there, all kinds of things, and then eventually make it to the Holy of Holies. 
the very inner courts there where the presence of the Lord was. So, it, like I said, study it. It's so amazing and um, all that. But I'm just going to land on the part with the gates and the courts, and I'm going to talk about that. I kind of want to dive into that for a minute. So keep the graphic up there so that you guys can picture this as I'm talking. But first, let's talk about the gates, okay? So if you look at the picture, the gates are the very spot that led to the temple, the tabernacle there, to the place of public worship. So you walk through the gates, and then you're into this place of public worship. This was not a closet worship experience. This was a public worship experience, which lets us know that worshiping in public must have been really important to the Lord, because if we're worshiping in public in the courts, that's surrounding him. He, he really likes that. And so the gates is the thing that led us there. And the gates is an opportunity to give. The, we walk in, and then there's the opportunity for sacrifice. Um, also, the other thing I thought of was the privilege to access. Walking through the gates is a privilege. So if we think of it in comparison to, like, our church, it is a privilege for us to walk through the doors of this building. It is a privilege and so as we are privileged to walk into the building, we enter through the gates with thanksgiving. And then we're, what if we pictured like this was like the courts, right? Well, we know the presence of God is always with us, right? But when we come here, like let's say this is the courts. We're, our goal as a worship team is to, to cultivate the atmosphere and, and bring you together as a group of people who are publicly worshiping and cultivating the presence of the Lord. What would it look like if like, a huge glory cloud of the Lord like showed up with us. You know, we know he's here, but he, but there have been things like the glory of the Lord, right? And this is what we get to do in public here is publicly praise. And in that things happen. This is not why we do it. We don't praise because we need healing because we want God to show up even greater because we need a miracle in our marriage. That's not why we do it, but those are the benefits of worship and praise and thanksgiving. Inevitably, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm always going to end up talking about worship somehow. I just love it. I love it so much. Okay, so there's, there's a little bit about the gates. Okay, let's talk about the courts. The courts, the open spaces which surrounded the tabernacle. Worship was celebrated in the courts. Um, a sacrifice of praise. In my notes, I wrote, we sacrifice our comfort. And then I wrote, come on. I was getting fired up when I was writing this. I was like, come on. We're sacrificing. Think about David. He danced in public and danced off his clothing. He didn't care. He said, I'll become more undignified than this. You know, because it wasn't about him. It wasn't about the people around him. It was for the Lord. He, he knew. He captured something and knew the Lord was worthy of everything. And in that, he was able and chose to sacrifice his comfort, sacrifice his pride, lay himself down, even in junk, and thank the Lord and praise him. And that is the thing, like, I can't imagine, like, back in the day, like, this whole situation would have been really intimidating. I mean, I probably would have been, like, you know, and, and to, to, for the Lord to challenge this public praise in those courts, like, I can't even envision what, what would that even look like. I'm just so thankful. Thank you, God, that it is your heart for us 
to be humble and to praise in public and to do this together and to look stupid good while we do it, right? And I'm not saying you gotta get crazy and jump and all this stuff, but I am saying, are you coming in humbly and submitting and praising and thanking the way he's called you to? That's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Okay, so the court, so we talked about that. Okay, number seven on my list, being thankful. Being thankful helps us to remember that God is working ahead and he sees the end from the beginning. Because in my thankfulness, I am thinking, okay, because of this, we, thank God, we tend to thank God for things that maybe have already happened, things that are currently happening. That's where we're thankful. A lot of times that's kind of where we go. Thank you, God, for my family. I have a family, you know. Um, so as we're doing that, we're actually recognizing that he works ahead. He works ahead. He knew our family was coming. He did all these things. He knew we were going to be married. We knew we were going to be here. We knew, he knew all these things. And in thankfulness, it reminds us that he is continually working ahead of us. And I love it. Thank you, God, that you go before me. Thank you, God, that you're protecting my kids. Thank you, God, that you love my kids more than I do. Thank you, you knew what they're going to be doing before I do. Thank you that you can worry about them and I'm not going to. You know, these types of things. It's an opportunity to recognize that he goes ahead of us. Now, also in being thankful, our focus moves off of selfish desires and selfish motion, movements, motives, whatever. It moves off of us. It becomes about him. And then anything in us, you know that verse that says, create in me a pure and clean heart, O Lord. In thankfulness, that's what we're doing. We're creating a pure heart. Because we're moving off of our self, our problem, our issue, what we think should happen. And we're in thanksgiving and thankfulness to him, thanking him for what he's done, what he's going to do in his plan, like what he knows is best for a situation. And man, that really causes us to check ourselves. Because if, it re- if it's really hard for me to be thankful and I'm trying to be thankful and all I'm thinking about is, but I want this to happen here then that's like, hello, red flag. I've probably got some selfish motives going on, and it's time to wash that off. He knows. He, he knows so much more than us. His ways are so much better. Okay. And then I love this thing. That there's a lot of things that happen when we're thankful, but this is just a couple that I had. This one. When we're thankful, our focus moves off of the pain of our circumstances. It doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that when we're thankful, we should just not have pain. It doesn't mean that we should just act like it doesn't exist. It just means that maybe it's, it's, uh, we can walk through it with grace. Maybe we can walk through it with a deeper understanding. Maybe we can um, walk through it, just like I said, when we're squeezed, walking away, thinking, okay, what can I learn in this painful situation? It just, I think, too, it just makes the pain, it gives the pain a purpose, right? In our thankfulness, being thankful. It takes our focus off the pain, and why me? And it goes back to that whole selfish thing. Okay, so why be thankful? Number one, because it's biblical. It's in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. I'm going to slow down. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is the Bible. It is a commandment. Okay? So there's that. Now, 
if that's not good enough for you, then also be thankful because it honors God. In our thankfulness, when we choose to be thankful, I love this, it's an opportunity for us to recognize that God exists. Man, whoa, thank you, God, that you protected me in that accident or whatever. You do exist. I could have, this accident could have looked like this, and it was actually only like this. I mean, it gives us an opportunity to recognize his existence and his goodness. And I love, like, the song said that his goodness is chasing after us. Yeah. When we're thankful, we, we see those things. It just shifts everything. And um, I could probably do a whole nother, other message about what happens to our bodies physically when we're more thankful. I would love to see the statistics of people who are thankful and what their health is compared to someone who's constantly negative and only sees the, sees the bad in things and forgets to be saying thank you. Like, I could guarantee you, don't quote me, but I would bet that a th more thankful person is less likely to have anxiety, stress, depression, suicidal thoughts. I bet even diseases. I just think it's all linked. And so that's a whole other, you know, a set of messages. But there's just so many benefits to being thankful. Okay. Last but not least, I want to talk about the why of thankfulness is because it is a ministry to the Lord. And um, you can throw that up there. When we were in Dallas um, at Upper Room, this is kind of like their mantra. Like, they, they are, this is it. We are here to minister to the Lord. And um, for them, one of their main ways that they do that is through prayer and worship. And so I took this from them, um, you know, the other Upper Room. And it's benefits of ministering to the Lord. You get the Lord in our thankfulness. Our thankfulness and our praise, our thanksgiving and praise, that is us ministering to the Lord. I want to stop for there a minute. Have you ever thought about that? Using the terms of, of ministry to the Lord? I'm always thinking about his ministry to me. Like, I always think that, like, when I'm receiving from him, that, like, that's my ministry time. But this is actually a ministry to the Lord when we're operating in thanksgiving and praise. Look at this. We get the Lord. So society transformation and reformation. You're going to draw people in if you're thankful. They're seeing it in your life. Um, children and families are saved. Missions, callings, nations. Heaven comes to earth in the return of Jesus. All of these things, the benefits of ministering to the Lord. But above all of that, why do we minister to the Lord? Because it says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, strength. And that's it. Our love and our thanksgiving and our worship and our praise and the band can come and start doo -doo 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 playing. Um, that is a ministry to him. I don't know. I hope that you guys are just getting mesmerized by this. I'm just getting rocked. I just want to know everything about thanksgiving and praise. I don't want to just keep saying it. I don't want to just keep saying interest gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. No, I want to really get it in my heart. I have to get it in my heart. How am I going to know if I'm getting it? If, well, if I am going into my day and like around three o'clock when I'm really cranky, I, re I remember, oh, I need to be thankful. Well, then I'm probably still in the process of re really getting this because I want to wake up every single morning and I want Thanksgiving to be the first things off my lips. I'll never forget when Steve shared about Patty, I think it was you guys that shared that the first thing that she does when she wakes up is smiles. I can't help but assume that a smile equals thankfulness because I'm recognizing, I'm getting, I'm joyful, it's the Lord, I'm thankful, I'm alive, I'm breathing, all the basics. And so we are on a continual journey. What? I cannot wait. 
And just so you know, and I know I've said it, but we're going to start our services every single Sunday from now until Jesus returns with Thanksgiving. We're going to start it that way. So you better just get used to it. And maybe if you got to think about what you're going to be thankful for when you get here. I don't know, but I really, I just think that, again, I'll say this. It definitely unlocks things. It's not why we do it. We do it because he's worthy. He's worthy. Nothing else. But he is so good that as we offer up our praise and sacrifice to him, he just can't not pour back out on us. You, you see what I'm saying? I love that. That's relationship. Give and take. Give and take. I give and I take. He gives and he takes. It is ministry to him. It is fueling his heart for us when we are in thanksgiving and praise to him. And this isn't just the thankful month. This is a thankful wife. Amen. Ah, so good. Hey, okay, so here's what I want to do. Um, stand up. And I, I know that as I'm saying all this, there's something inside of you that's just like, okay, I want to just like give me a chance. So let's just like flesh this out. And they're just going to play music. And let's just be thankful just for.